Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. I am your host, Daniel McDonald. Each year, the Georgia General Assembly convenes under the Gold Dome in Atlanta for 40 legislative days to conduct the people's business. In this program, we're talking with Rick Williams. William represents the 145th District, which includes Baldwin and a portion of Putnam Counties in the Georgia State House of Representatives. First elected in 2016, Williams began his third term in office in January 2021. Representative Rick Williams, I want to thank you for joining me today on Milledgeville Matters. Thank you, Daniel. It's always a pleasure to be with you, and I hope you and your family had a great new year, and I hope 2021 will be better than 2020, that's for sure. And, and that is my hope um, for you and yours and, of course, everyone in our, our radio audience and everyone across the, the great state of Georgia, um, our nation, and the world. Um, let us all enjoy a better 2021 than we did um, a 2020. Well, <clears throat> Of course, um, it is January, and um, I know uh, by the time our listeners are hearing this, uh, you'll be in Atlanta, but uh, we're recording on the Friday before the 2021 half of the next legislative session. As I have done in the years past, I'll just start off the conversation by asking you, um, uh, from your perspective, what are the important issues lawmakers will be tackling as they head into the 2021 legislative session? Of course, the most important thing is the budget. Um, That is the one responsibility that falls on the House of Representatives, passing a balanced budget. And with the pandemic that has uh, taken place, we all know that it's affected so many people, and it's affected sales tax revenue and where how the state actually gets its money to go into the budget. So... We'll all be uh, having extra meetings with appropriations, trying to figure out exactly what we're going to be able to do and what we can do and cannot do. Of course, it's Georgia's constitution that we have to operate with a balanced budget. So we cannot borrow money. We cannot go in the red. We cannot spend more than we take in. So that's what we'll be facing as we come up this next session. And, of course, I imagine that legislators have um, access to a little bit more information to be able to forecast um, so that you can write a balanced budget and one that takes into account uh, the many variables. Um, uh, Hoping that that is the case, even though it must be harder this year to predict than in years past. Um, Is there any idea of the challenge that y'all are facing in writing a budget plan that um, will uh, take us through uh, a really uh, a year and a half? half from this point well it's always going to be challenges and the unforeseen circumstances that occur you know daniel we've all heard so many people have so many different ideas of how to deal with this pandemic but uh you know we have to remember we're just mere humans and what works for some might not work for the others so again we're we're just going to have to tread lightly and make sure that we have that reserve and we keep our foot on the gas and keep going and 
hopefully nature and the good Lord and the scientists will heal this world soon, I hope. Are y'all foreseeing being able to uh, pass a budget that um, is the same size as the one passed uh, the year before? Um, are you expecting more cuts, or is there an expectation that the budget might grow any? Well, there's expectations that it probably was going to grow, and we certainly hope so. I think uh, it was September that we actually had a 7.7% increase over September of 2019. In 2019, of course, we didn't have the pandemic. So, you know, people are still shopping. Uh, people are still spending money. Most of them are doing it online. But we are still seeing restaurants. We're seeing people and small businesses struggle and seeing people struggling to pay bills. And we've got to make sure that we take care of our fellow man and uh, our fellow human being and and move forward and keep Georgia growing and keep it prosperous. As Georgia grows and more and more jobs come into the state, and there has been several announcements of other manufacturers opening and coming into Georgia, maybe not here in the middle Georgia area, but here in Georgia, so the economy grows for the state of Georgia and we all benefit. Of course, we are working with some industry at this time and we're not at liberty to name them but they are seriously looking at Millersville, Baldwin County to come in and bring in around 250 very well-paying jobs so we'll continue to work with our industry and other experts and leaders to try to get more industry into the state of Georgia and especially into the middle Georgia area. Now, I want to go back to a comment you had made earlier about being constitutionally mandated to pass a balanced budget. Of course, the state of Georgia not being in the same position as uh, the federal government in which um, it can borrow money or even print money. Uh, One uh, thing that has changed since um, the last time we did one of these legislative previews is, of course, the balance of power has shifted in Washington and given Democrats a unified government uh, control of both houses of Congress um, in the White House. And the uh, incoming president, Joseph Biden, has said that he is want to spend more money to try to get uh, America beyond the pain that has been caused by the pandemic. Um, Is there any indication about how legislators and perhaps um, the administration um, in Atlanta, uh, Governor Brian Kemp, might work with the federal government to make sure that some of those federal dollars are spent here in Georgia, either shoring up uh, some parts of our civil infrastructure or trying to aid um, Georgians who may need it uh, in the private sector? Daniel, that's that's a very good point. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Certainly, we will be working with the administrations of the U.S. House and Senate and the president. And we all look forward to moving on past this 2020 and the divisiveness that it has been and working to heal our nation politically and socially and health-wise. So um, we're going to be, of course, working with the administrations and 
participating and doing all we can to look after the citizens of the great state of Georgia. Uh, but to, I guess suffice to say there, there's nothing that y'all are working on right now and no indication of, of ways in which the state government may work with the federal government. No, there's no indication at all right now. Of course, you know, the baton hasn't changed hands yet. So, uh, and I'm sure that uh, probably a couple of three weeks or a month from now, then we'll start to see some new policies and procedures. And um, we can all just look forward to a brighter future and hope that things are going to smooth on out and we can get past uh, this pandemic and get the economy back on track. What are your budget goals or requests uh, for the 145th district? Is there anything that uh, you'll be fighting for to try to see recognized within the budget document that y'all pass uh, by the end of the session? Well, certainly we want to get more of the DOT funds in here to finish four-laning 441 on through Milledgeville, through Putnam County to I-20. I think that certainly will have industry look more favorable toward us that we have that transportation route finished. Of course, uh, with the fall line freeways um, completion and uh, the things that have gone there, we're seeing more and more traffic on that highway. And I think we can look forward to more industry looking for us here in middle Georgia and we can see jobs grow. And that's the main thing that we're after is jobs, 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 and uh, we want to bring good-paying jobs here to middle Georgia. Some of our local employers are hiring now, but to get the colleges and the schools and get everything back open, get life back to normal or as we knew it was before all this happened is certainly our goal. Besides the budget, health care is a a big goal that we're all going to be working on and the public health and dealing with the pandemic and but mainly health care for the aged and underprivileged and other people who need more medical attention we've got to tackle that issue and we'll continue working on that You're listening to a conversation with State Representative Rick Williams, Republican of Milledgeville. Williams represents the 145th District, which includes Baldwin and a portion of Putnam Counties. Williams is joining me to talk about the beginning of the 2021-2022 legislative session. Stay tuned for more Milledgeville Matters. Thinking about the immediate challenge at hand, uh, which is trying to cure those who have fallen sick with the coronavirus and uh, prevent its spread throughout the community. Are there tools that you think the legislature in state government can wield to get us past this challenge of the pandemic? Are there things that y'all will be working on specifically uh, that will um, give more tools to our frontline healthcare workers or maybe even perhaps to everyday citizens to uh, get us beyond this dark winter? Well, as I um, heard the governor from his earlier press conference speaking that he's given the order that EMTs and other 
help technicians be allowed to start administering the vaccines, that's going to help get the vaccines out. And as I'm listening to people talking about the vaccines, you know, it takes two doses of this vaccine for it to be completely effective. And part of their fear is that people will get one dose of it and not go back for the other. That will give them some protection, but certainly not all the protection that they would get if they had both shots. We've got to be careful also that this vaccine only has a 30-day shelf life, and it has to be kept extremely cold. But after 30 days, if it's still sitting on the shelf, it's got to be discarded, thrown away. So we've got to make sure that we have enough health professionals and people out there that can keep it moving and keep getting the vaccines out and the vaccinations to the people so we can make sure that everyone is vaccinated and uh, that we can heal this pandemic and get past it. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. Of course, there has been a lot of pressure on public officials to give their blessing uh, to this vaccine. Because of um, the increased circulation that you have as a public official, and I'm not going to say any ages out here because I don't really actually know it, but because of your age, uh, of course, um, you would be uh, a person that I think would be targeted for a earlier uh, vaccination than those of the rest of us. Um, Are you yourself going to get the vaccine? More than likely, I will. This is something that I've had discussions with the Department of Public Health about because You know, they're mentioning the first responders, but people that are associated with my business, uh, the funeral home, uh, we're referred to as the last responders. We're the ones that come in after someone has passed away, and we're being exposed to the decedent and to that person's family also. So we're right there in the mix with everyone, and we've all been very careful and So far, only one of our employee has come down with COVID, and he did um, recover very well and took him about a month. But um, another one tested positive, but after an isolation period, and, you know, it was over, and, and now he's negative. So, you know, more than likely, I'll probably have to um, go ahead and, and take the vaccination and Go ahead from there, and let's hope that it it does everything that it's supposed to do, and it works, and uh, and hope that it doesn't do anything it's not supposed to do. So, you know, I've heard from uh, some of my friends who are physicians that have had it and taken the vaccine, and no side effects and no differences in their feelings whatsoever. So, um, it looks like everything should be a go on that. So I want to um, uh, change subjects to an area in which I feel uh, you have an amount of expertise in. Of course, um, you were our uh, chief registrar for a number of years here in Baldwin County. Uh, There has been a great deal of... Uh, I'm just going to put it nicely, conversation about the election year that we just had here in the state of Georgia. I was wondering if I might ask you to tender your critique about the election year that we uh, witnessed here in Georgia. You know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding those elections and not so much in our county. 
Judge Todd Blackwell and his people in the registrar's office, all of them there had pulled off these elections here in Baldwin County without any hitch whatsoever. The other portion of my district in Putnam County, I understand they had some issues in the November election, but I think this uh, runoff went without any issues there also. So, you know, basically if everyone conducted their elections like uh, we do locally, then I wouldn't have any worry. But uh, there again, there's accusations and there's innuendos and there's sworn statements and videos of things that possibly should not have happened, should not have gone on. And I think that we will be looking at those through um, Governmental Affairs Committee. And I did hear yesterday that the speaker is going to be forming a committee to study the integrity of the elections in Georgia. So I don't know of uh, any people that have been appointed to those committees yet. I am on governmental affairs and have attended quite a number of hearings in the past on elections and on election equipment. But um, there again, uh, those computers and the voting machines are not hooked to the internet. They are not hackable. The only thing that is hooked to the internet is the poll pads that are downloading voter uh, information to make sure that the people who are eligible to vote, that their name and their information is on there. But once the voting starts, then the poll pads are disconnected from the Internet, so they are no longer hackable. So, you know, we've, we've got to work on building the citizens' trust back in the elections and the election process. I was proud to be a part of elections in Baldwin County for 16 years, and I saw us go from the old uh, shoot machine, the big thing that was as big as a refrigerator that you had to flip the mechanical switches and then go to the electronic equipment under Secretary of State Kathy Cox and even, you know, watch these uh, Dominion machines being rolled out. And I think we're all going to have to take a breath and we're going to have to calm down and look and study this thing more and to get more people involved and more people to understand the election process and how it works. There's always been some allegation of fraud in absentee ballots or write-in or mail-in ballots that people would um, vote them for other people and that people would receive them that wasn't supposed to. So, you know, that there's, there's a lot of issues and things that we're going to have to look at. And we do want to invite everyone to know that you can go to the State of Georgia Legislature website and you can watch committee hearings in real time and even look at um, archived committee meetings and see what's happening at the Capitol and watch us and, and then even uh, on the lawmakers that comes on on public radio, public TV in the evenings. But, um, you know, basically we've got some work to do and we'll be working to investigate and make sure things are carried out in the manner in which they're supposed to.
been listening to a conversation with State Representative Rick Williams, Republican of Milledgeville. Williams represents the 145th District, which includes Baldwin and a portion of Putnam Counties. Williams is joining me to talk about the beginning of the 2021-2022 legislative session. Stay tuned for more Milledgeville Matters. My uh, other issues that I'll be try- working on this year is Grace's Law. Grace's Law is uh, named after a little girl here in our community. And that law makes sure there's no discrimination against someone because of physical or mental handicap on receiving organ or tissue transplant. There's also a Kelsey Smith Act that I'm going to be working on. This is named after a uh, young lady, Kelsey Smith, that was abducted and murdered. And the cell phone provider wouldn't give the law enforcement uh, information as to where her phone was pinged. So we're going to work on that to make sure that we can get information to law enforcement to save a life, to, to prevent injuries from happening to innocent people. Of course, staying in the loop with our coal ash ponds and the dewatering of those uh, and our clean drinking water that we have. And, of course, all of our drinking water comes out of Lake Sinclair. And we want to certainly make sure that that stays clean and pure. And, of course, um, you know, I've, I've got a lot of Democratic friends as well as Republican friends. And a number of my bills that I've introduced, I've had both you know, party signing, and I've been asked to sign bills by the other party. And we all work hard for the state of Georgia. And, you know, we we all want the same thing at the end of the day, and that is Georgians to be safe, to be secure, to be healthy, and to prosper. And so we sometimes have a difference of how to achieve those goals, but that is exactly our goal. And we'll continue working with our colleague across the aisle in the seat beside me. I have Democrats sit all around me, and we talk and we discuss bills, and we look for compromise and ways to make bills better and to benefit everyone. So uh, we're going to move forward and put all the stuff behind us and we're going to move forward and we're going to work hard to make Georgia better than it has been and more prosperous than it has been. Now, of course, uh, when we spoke at the elections, I believe I remember you expressing some concern about the state of our ability to go forward as one nation. Uh, We have the elections beyond us now. Uh, But yet, even in that intervening time, uh, we have seen uh, what many are describing as some of the darkest days that many people in our lifetime have seen within the context of bitter partisanship. Uh, Do you uh, believe that uh, we are able to move forward at this time? Certainly, Daniel, I certainly do. The despicable acts that took place just the other day in our nation's capital were just despicable and those things should have never happened. 
I would never condone anything like that. Don't know anybody that would. But we've got to move past that. You know, there's little battles between political parties, and we run against each other. And But at the end of the day, here again, what I said earlier, we all want the same goal for the state of Georgia. And we're going to be working to move Georgia forward. You know, we still have uh, more elections coming in a couple of years. We'll be doing it again. So, uh, but I, I think you're going to see, and the people are going to see this nation come together, and especially the state of Georgia come together and move forward in a positive way. So, yes, I, I'm, I feel confidently sure that we're going to be moving forward and things will be even better. We're coming to the close of our time together today, and as I always do at the end of our conversations, I want to ask you uh, for things that you would like your constituents to be thinking about. Um, Of course, I think uh, democracy is one of the more difficult forms of government out there, um, and we need the people to be involved in the decision-making process as much as those that uh, we elect to represent us um, in the halls of our legislative bodies across the country. Uh, What is issues would you like um, our radio audience and your other constituents to engage you about so that the hard decisions don't fall solely on your shoulders, but you are uh, able to benefit uh, from the collective thought on the difficult issues facing our state um, and even our nation? Thank you, Daniel. First of all, I want to ask for everyone's prayer. You know, pray for our state, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Let's be mindful of one another. You know, as George Bush Sr. has said, you know, we've got to be a, a kinder, gentler nation. We've got to put some of this stuff behind us, move forward, and be considerate of each other and other people's families, properties, loved ones. You know, just as I was riding through one local subdivision yesterday, I met an automobile and uh, they let down the window and threw out a plastic bottle into someone's yard, you know, just littering. I thought we were past that. And it's, it hurt that, you know, we can't do that. Keep it in your car till you get home, please, and then throw it in the trash. You know, we've got to take more pride in our city, in our county. We've got to take pride in our surroundings. You know, when you see something, say something. If you see something that is garbage or trash and needs to be picked up, pick it up, throw it in the trash. Let's work together to bring back pride in our community and show each other respect. And let's move forward and make things better. Representative Rick Williams, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to our radio audience about the issues um, that you'll be working on in our state's capital in Atlanta during this 2021 legislative session. Thank you, Daniel. Always enjoy visiting with you, and I thank you very much, and keep up the good work, and thank you for all that you do, uh, keeping our community informed, too. Thank you very much, and I want to Thank everyone again for those that voted for me and those that didn't. I still will work for you 
at our state capitol trying to make things better, trying to represent you in a positive way. And um promise that I'll work hard for you, and I'll give it 110%. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you for your service. Thank you. You've been listening to a conversation with State Representative Rick Williams. Williams represents the 145th District, which includes Baldwin and a portion of Putnam Counties in the Georgia State House of Representatives. Williams joined me to talk about the beginning of the 2021-2022 legislative session. On behalf of WRGC 88.3 FM, I have been your host, Daniel McDonald. I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Millenshill Matters. I hope you enjoyed our time together, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you again next time.